What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Knowledge Boner Experience. As always, right, bringing these amazing special guests here uh, to give value, guys, to you guys, some value bombs, and of course, uh, you know, keep those uh, those half chubs of knowledge coming, man. That's what it's all about. Right, that's what it's all about. I'm super excited for this. Um, yeah, I'm a special guest today. This is going to be a full-on knowledge, <laughs> guys. This is no chubs. <laughs> no, no, no chub free zone. <laughs> chub free zone. No this chub free zone. Chub free zone. Yeah. So, um, just like last time, guys, uh, that have been been tuning in. Um, we had the special guest come on, uh, actually live right now in uh, the, the High Ticket Sales Facebook group while we're streaming this. So if you guys are actually catching this live, show some love down in the comments. Um, some really, really good value coming here as well. Um, and for those that are tuning in later on Spotify and iTunes, as, you, as always, we love you guys. Uh, leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the episode. Um, and so my special guest today, I've, I've had the pleasure of working with her now for uh, you know over a month now. She's actually shared the stage uh, speaking gigs with Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, even my boy Jason Capital, right? You've been on stage with Jason Capital, uh, who we had on the show. It was an amazing episode as well. And I'm um, just super excited to have her here to talk about branding and monetization. She has spent over $10 million on ads, uh, you know, combined through all of her clients and, you know, with a return of over $75 million. Uh, so I give you guys Laura Ego Chiega. How's it going, Laura? what's going on my man first off i just want to say thank you so much for allowing me to be on your podcast and talking to your audience no I, absolutely i'm excited to have you here so i actually remember back uh, the first time i think it's been like a year year and a half um when i first met you was back at uh, uh the gary v speaking gig in tampa um that was sponsored by chase right and uh th i think that that's actually the day that you shared the stage with them right yeah um yeah that was a long time ago that was what like three years ago yeah yeah it was the first time first time that we actually met and um so from since then right that that time um what now now you're kind of known in the industry i and, and what's interesting is you're really good at taking people from six figures to seven figures and vice versa from seven figures to eight figures um but what what changed from then you know back in the event because i believe before now you work with these big brands right you're working with you've done consulting for like hbo twitch really really um big names and and heavy influencers but back then when you're doing that you were working with small business owners at that time correct Yeah, so um, before I got the whole like talking thing, like um, paid speaking gigs and all that stuff, um, the reason why people were bringing me on was specifically because of customer acquisition. Um, and I had just happened to master a niche. Um, pretty much it was the medical spa niche. Um, and that was, that was actually my vehicle from zero to six figures. Um, in less than seven months, um, when what year was that? That was probably like four years ago. Okay. Um, so I just happened to master customer acquisition in a niche. I documented everything, um, and yeah, I was able to scale through that. Then um, I went heavy into the speaking, consulting um, industry. And I pretty much like traveled <laughs> for for a whole year. I um, went to Italy, Peru, um, Lisbon, Portugal, like all these places. 
and I kind of like found myself and I realized like the agency model that, that I was growing back then, it, I wasn't happy with the niche. It wasn't passion of mine. Um, I, it actually felt like going to work every time I had to fucking be involved in my business. Um, and also I, I hadn't cracked the code on putting the right team together. Um, it was mainly like a, a group of contractors. It wasn't like a cult, a company culture environment. Like, so I, I, I had built this awesome vehicle, right? We're, we're making great money. Um, but I wasn't in love with what I was doing and it really like, I overworked myself and, and I just ended up hating what I was doing. So then, um, so then we pivoted and I created viral, viral growth media, um, where now we work with the, the, like the biggest consumer package, good brands. Um, we help them scale online. We build out their offers, their messaging, their funnels. Um, and then I, we drive the traffic. Um, so that's something more that I love to do just because on the fact that like it, it's genuinely helping people, uh, entrepreneurs realize that they don't have to rely on Amazon um, for all, all their sales, right? Because Amazon um, handicaps you, right? Because they don't give you any of your customer data. You can't remarket, you can't retarget. So literally the customer lifetime value is whatever their first product purchase was because it's gonna be really hard for you to get them back, right? Unless you have a great product, which unfortunately a lot of people don't. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't need to have a great product to make money online, right? <laughs> no, absolutely. And what's cool, it, it, what, what I'm excited about for this interview as well, um, especially since we're streaming right now in uh, the high ticket sales group is in, in this specific Facebook group, one of the things that we kind of focus on is, is closing high ticket for, um, you know, these big, big brands you're talking about, right? Influencers, um, thought leaders, stuff like that. And, and there's another problem that I'm realizing that's in the industry. And that problem is this, I actually did a live stream on this in the group yesterday. Um, a, a lot of closures are, are going to other people that are, are influencers, uh, quotations, right? Maybe they have a big brand, um, but they have no idea how to monetize it. Um, so they're being in positions where there, there's no, there's no marketing that's generating client acquisition. They're not generating leads. They're not generating appointments. Um, so it's creating this need in the industry where, you know, closers are looking for more opportunities, but they're looking for the right opportunity. And there's tons of people that want closers that are, you know, already have some kind of brand established, but they have no idea how to monetize that brand to where a closure can actually close something. Right. So that's one thing I'm really excited about having you uh, on the show today to kind of talk about is, is definitely for those people. And what what do you think is the biggest what have you noticed the most? That's the number one reason why um, most people that even even these people that have like a decent following on Instagram or, or Facebook and social media, what do you think is really missing the most? That's really keeping them from actually being able to monetize. So it's either they're not understanding um, their target audience or they don't have the right offer set up. That's, that's literally the two main things. Um, like, and maybe, maybe it's that their messaging just is, doesn't, isn't a good fit. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say those are the three main things, but the first two are definitely something I see more of than the third one, because if you figure out your offer and your target audience, the message will come. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's definitely what I see influencers, um, doing wrong 
because like easily let's say you have a fucking 10,000 uh person following if it's a Oh, we lost her for a second. Let's give her a chance to come back on. See whoever we have that's on. Oh, there she is. Yeah, bringing you back on now. Uh, you got booted. I think it was your internet connection. Oh, that's super weird. Um, yeah, so you're saying the, the messaging and then the offer. Oh, there she goes again. Give her a moment to hop back on. And for those that are tuning in as well, if you guys have any questions or anything that you want uh, us to ask Laura, let us know in the comments below for those that are actually here uh, tuning in live while she has some time to hop back on here. There's, there we go. Let me bring her back on the stream. All yeah. right. Connected to my bedroom Wi-Fi. Oh. <laughs> I'm in the living room. <laughs> yeah, no, no problem. Yeah, so you're talking about how it's more the 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 offer and the messaging, which makes sense, right? Because I, I think right now in, in the industry, what we see with a lot of people is, especially people that have a brand, is they know that you need a system in place. They know that you need a funnel, and everyone's like, "Well, I already have a funnel. I already have this." Right. But then you know, here you come along with somebody that's already they're already making decent money we you know don't realize how much better it actually could be um and then all of a sudden you know they go from this to like this in in, in a decent amount of time uh so what you're saying is one thing that you guys focus on that's different is you just really focus on, on the messaging and then the audience yeah well we start off with um who is your target audience because there's a big difference between who is your target audience and who's already following you gotcha right okay People could just follow, like your messaging could be completely off. Like for an example, um, when I was like starting up like my Instagram, I went super deep into the tech niche and that's where I was getting followers from. But my messaging was for business owners because I was trying to sell services. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people have that disconnect. Gotcha. Okay, and now, now what about people who are kind of like just starting out? Like how important is it to, to have a brand and to, you know, obviously build something to try to monetize it? Like, you know, is that something that you think would come later when they start focusing on a brand? Or is that something that no matter what you're doing, you should actually start into right away? No, nah, you got to start everything with the end in mind. Um, so you need to be reverse engineering whatever your goal is. So your goal is to be have a million followers um, and have a business that like – takes your followers money <laughs> um you need to reverse engineer that for sure yeah because i mean be like bullshitting around because now you're just wasting everybody's time yeah because i mean we've had clients before we tried managing actually instagram account accounts of uh, certain individuals who have really you know i think like over half a million maybe a million plus and they, they actually it was like they couldn't monetize because it was just like the wrong audience right you know it was a instagram account of you know girls that that get huge following because they they you know take provocative pictures of themselves and mm -hmm. what we found was that yeah they have a lot of followers but the, these followers are there for a certain reason and it's not to actually it's not to buy the products that they want to sell them right uh, just to look at the product <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly right just to just to look at the product so what tips would you give to somebody who um you know maybe they're just starting out um, you know, what, what's a, what's a good formula or something you would give somebody if they want to actually start, uh, you know, building a brand and then moving on to the monetization phase. 
Yeah, for sure. So my best tip would be to, first of all, like audit who do you want your target audience to be? Then once you figure that out, go fucking find the hashtags on where they're hanging out on uh, Instagram. Right now, Instagram is pretty much like a bot game. Um, so the goal is really to get that your target audience's bots to engage with you so that eventually you show up on their shit because they'll, they'll automatically follow you, you know? Uh-huh. Um, so that's how, that's like one quick, like moneyless way. Just, you just have to devote your time to figuring that out. Um, that's like a quick hack. Nice. Okay, cool. And then, uh, what would be the next phase after that? Once you figure that out, now you got to create content that act, that they actually engage with, right? So, like, if you're in the entrepreneur space, right, you find, for example, Millionaire Mentor, um, that'd be someone great to model after because his post gets engagements. You know what I'm saying? So the whole quote thing is something that entrepreneurs really like on Instagram for some reason. So if, if you're trying to model something like that, you got to recreate that, right? And you also got to give value to your audience. So for example, like um, there's a lot of investing Instagrams that I've seen and like Millionaire Mentor I think does this too, where it's like a post, but it's like telling you like five quick hacks to do X or how to invest your money right. And it gives you like a whole little process. So things like that is what, what we consider um, a part of the top of funnel strategy. Um, that's what you got to build your content around. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause I mean, it seems like, especially in, um, you know, the level that you're at, the people you work with, everyone has so many different strategies, right? You know, everyone's doing different things. Um, you know, what do you think it's just one, one specific core fundamental strategy that's going to fit, you know, that'll work like everywhere. Or do you think it's just literally, you could just try anything and everything, a lot of testing and then eventually something's going to work. Well, I mean, the core fundamental strategy is like thinking of your audience as the human being because a lot of people don't do that. Um, like people think B2B, B2C, whatever, but it's really human to human. Um, and you like what we help people do is build human relationships at scale that lead to customer purchases. You know what I'm saying? So as long as the way you're creating your content you realize you're like not being like a dick or i mean i guess you could be a dick if that's like your thing (laughs) like people think that's funny or something but like respecting your audience is like the main thing no absolutely so what's the what's the next what's the next phase what's your next goal with uh viral growth media um really like expanding your brand and 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 reaching out you're already working with some heavy hitter influencers and other big brands as well so like what's what's next for you Yo, so we are actually um, in the process of looking for our next big big case study um, to take on. So if you're watching this and you feel like um, we're, we would be a good fit to work together, like you have a either consumer packaged goods company or a digital product company, um, we're looking for our next case studies to showcase um, for our next virtual event that we're having. So... Um, if that sounds like you, definitely reach out. We'd love to see if we'd be a good fit to work together. Um, we're blowing up brands every day, and uh, we'd love to have you be a part of it.
Nice. Awesome. And uh, what other what other tips and advice would you uh, give somebody, you know, a lot of people that are here in our audience that kind of tune into the show um, are, you know, they're closers, right? They focus more on kind of like the, the high ticket sales uh, aspect of it. And one thing that uh, I, I get asked all the time is that they want to know is, is a way that, you know, let's say they are in a position where um, they're working with a brand or an influencer or a business that just they just don't have it yet. They just don't have enough lead flow. They don't do anything. And they want to be able to go and, and add value to them to kind of help them uh, get to that point, right? You know, wh what do you think is, is someone in their position could do to really kind of help out with, with generating, um, you know, sales? The best way you can help someone out is by connecting them with us. <laughs> because like <laughs> you know, a lot of people think that like, okay, I'm, I'm a part of this organization. I'm a part of this company. Um, and they're like, okay, I'm going to try and help them out by like generating my own leads or whatever. But that's just going to take you more time and effort. And it's going to just really take you longer to accomplish when you can just connect them with a professional that literally all they do is focus on this. Um, and like, you know, you know, if your client has a budget or not. Right. Uh -huh. um, but you, if you really truly want to help them, you'll want them to shortcut to like take the shortcut to getting to their goals. You know what I'm saying? And the best way to take that is by hiring professionals. Yeah, absolutely. And, and in terms of like branding and everything, what, what's your, what platform do you think is like the best platform of choice typically? Um, so I, it depends on what your product is but let's say you have impulse buy products i would definitely say tiktok snapchat um if you have something where you need to build more of a customer relationship more high ticket definitely facebook instagram and uh youtube nice so how did you start how'd you get into all this how'd you start out uh as as an entrepreneur and kind of get into the field of uh first of all wanting to do an agency and and um obviously now look at that your brand's grown you know you're i i i think that you were just on another podcast yesterday um <laughs> so you know you're you're podcasting and stuff a lot you're you're on all these shows you get to speak on 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 stage um but you know what were you doing before all this when you got to learn this stuff yeah so i so like i didn't have the agency mindset until later on um first i started off in affiliate marketing back when i was like 16. um pretty much it started because i was turning 16 and i wanted a brand new car and my dad like didn't get it for me and i was like super upset <laughs> and uh so i went on google and looked up how to make money online back in like 2011 when i was a junior in high school and i ended up finding this company that had this uh, affiliate software um and i ended up just selling their product i made my first 20 grand in six months as a junior in high school um and that's really when i saw that there was more to the internet that's when i first got involved with cryptocurrencies as well um and yeah and like don't get it twisted like to now like that like 2011 to 2020 i've had a lot of challenges it wasn't just like a straight shot to success or anything like that like i was addicted to drugs like i've a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> like and um yeah well that's how it started it was to buy my first car and, and i did and uh then yeah that was from you said you did like affiliate marketing stuff like that yeah and then like when 
I think it was like right when I was around uh, 17 or 18, like at, because the affiliate marketing thing only lasted like a year because then the company shut down. So then after that, um, I got hit with, I think it was like Alex Becker's ad. Cause like through the affiliate marketing shit, um, I, I learned how to drive traffic. Right. Um, I, I mainly learned it through like SEO and, and, uh, Google AdWords. Um, but I didn't understand that I could sell the skills that I learned to other businesses, specifically like local businesses until I saw this ad by, um, Alex. And at that time, um, since the company did shut down, I was actually working at Nielsen. I don't know if you know who Nielsen is. It's, uh, the number one market research company in the world. Um, so I was working there. Um, I had a full time, like $45,000 a year salary or some shit like that. Um, at that point in my life, I was like, this is stable. This is cool. And they were going to pay for like my schooling and shit. Um, so I was like, okay, I mean, this is fine for right now. And then I saw a Gary V ad and a fucking Alex Becker ad that Alex is telling me, okay, you can sell this shit to other businesses. And then Gary's telling me like, don't fucking waste your time life. <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> so, so pretty much I try to go, like I try to split both, right? I try to fucking work my main job and then do my side hustle. Um, mm -hmm. So I go door to door and start trying to sell my services. Um, I realized SEO was a pretty hard sell back in the day because people had actually not like, it wasn't mainstream business service. You know what I'm saying? People were still on the whole TV thing. Um, so it was harder to sell. So I pivoted and learned more about um, AdWords and Facebook ads. Um, so then I was selling like leads. So I thought that was going to help, but I, Honestly, I just sucked as a salesperson, <laughs> so <coughs> which was shitty. But um, that gave me the courage to quit my job, my salary job at Nielsen, um, and go into car sales. So I was lucky enough that my cousin was the new car director at Wesley Chapel Nissan. Um, and one time we were at fucking Top Golf, I think for his birthday, and I was like, dude, hire me. <laughs> like, I pretty much just begged me to hire me, or begged him to hire me, and um, he eventually did. And then, like, the next day I quit my job, and I went commission only. For, for like, seven months I sold cars. I was trained by, like, uh, the Grant Cardone automotive team. Nice. Um, so that helped out a lot. Um, and then, so that's when if I was there for seven months, then I quit that and went into my, my agency full time. And that's when we went from zero to six figures in like less than seven months that same year. Less than seven months. Yeah. Nice. So you, you quit, you just quit the, the car dealership, cold Turkey. Straight up quit. Yeah. yeah. I'm a big fan thing. of like burn the boats. Yeah, I just want to add the same thing. My first sales gig, uh, like at a, a job, I was at a car salesman, car dealership. And um, it was funny that I, I think I was there for maybe three to four months. And being a new person, you know how it is when you first step onto the lot, if people that have been there longer than you have recurring customers, they have people that either bought them for the year or, um, you know, they get, they get privileged when it comes to working the phones or whatever. And so you have to show up on the lot and you just take whatever order. Well, being the new guy, um, 
it, it started drying out. They didn't have anyone like showing up, and it was their record lowest month uh, month of February. And oh, I remember, it really sucks, man. Yeah, yeah. Record low month, nothing. I'm just, I'm just like, man, like what, what the hell's going on? So I, I ended up going to um, the manager and asking them. I'm like, dude, what are you guys? How you guys? What are y'all doing for advertising? Like, do you guys spend money on ads or anything? Like, how are y'all getting foot traffic? And uh, he's like, oh yeah, yeah, we do. All of our money goes to uh, Pandora and iHeartRadio. And I'm like, why no, are y'all spending? Yeah, I was like, why? <laughs> Mind you, this is a Toyota dealership actually locally here in in Florida. And I'm just like, why are you guys not putting money into like Facebook? And because they're actually owned by the Toyota Corporation, they actually don't have control of their own like Facebook pages and stuff. They don't have the freedom and flexibility oh, to be able to like, yeah. do that. Yeah. So, because um, I I flat out told them I'd purchased courses and stuff before, and I was like, dude, I'll I'll manage this. Uh, and so I quit. Literally, cold turkey went out, and then uh, found somebody else that had an agency, and was just like, hey, I just want to focus on sales. You do what you do best for the agency. And went out and closed uh, a lot of deals. Uh, taking the sales skills and pivoting. So why, why Facebook? Like, I know like you, so you're, you're a beast when it comes to Facebook advertising, especially for a lot of your clients and stuff, right? What do you like about Facebook the most compared to like the other ones? And why are you just so good at it compared to other people? So pretty much it's, it's their retargeting platform and the way you can build custom audiences. Um, at this point, I feel like it's pretty equal to, um, Google. Uh, but it will, so I love YouTube ads, don't like Google AdWords, and it's like Facebook gives me the best of both worlds. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so that's why I love Facebook. I just happen to have found success in Facebook, but like I don't consider like I don't want to be tied down as like, oh, Laura's a Facebook expert. That's not like uh, that happens, but like that's not how I consider myself. I consider myself a media buyer. Um, so I I consider that like I am gonna be good at what I do no matter the platform because I know my methodologies work regardless. Right? I'm not into the tactics. I'm into like the bigger strategy. Um, what 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 difference have you noticed the most? So when you go from working with uh, a small business, I know you used to do med spas. When you go with someone that's kind of like at that level compared to working with somebody that already has like an established brand, like is it just make it so much easier? Uh, is it you know more challenging or what, you know what have you seen kind of making that pivot and that jump to like these like much bigger brands? Yeah, hundred percent. So the bigger brands, like it's it's a little different, right? So the smaller companies, they have their shit together in a way but it's only like a one person like operation right so like they have their shit together as far as like they might know their target audience a little bit better more intimately but like their systems are all over the place they're scatterbrained and everything so that's the bad part but it's like good and bad right and the good and bad of the bigger businesses is that like the opposite um so they're not as much scattered because they have departments, they have people in charge of things, which is great because if you need something, you're calling this guy and you know this guy's on top of it. Um, but then the owner is the one that has like the mental issues that we have to try and overcome and like consult, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, because like, let's be real, you don't have a marketing problem. You have a like lifestyle problem or you have like, you are the problem if you're the owner. Um, so that's that's what like that transition has been like. 
Okay, gotcha. So going from that to other bigger established brands, you have to like, there's a lot of finessing when it comes to the owner to actually get them to pivot and change. Uh, and then when they do change, it's just more like, holy shit. And it's like, yeah, I told you so. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what was it? What was the craziest uh, I told you so story um, that you've seen happen, especially for someone that had kind of given you resistance at first? Oh, so um, it was with this mattress company. <laughs> um, they were like super adamant about um, going for a ad that was specifically talking shit on their competitors but in a funny way but it just i was like i don't think talking shit about them is gonna be good but we ran it anyways and the feedback was like this is kind of fucked up (laughs) (laughs) this is kind of fucked up that's hilarious like millions of people saw that was it like like locally targeted or was this like all over the place no it was in the places where they were already selling um from their google campaign it was like a list of cities so like 50 cities i think gotcha yeah and uh real quick so i know i know your your time is limited here uh for everyone that is tuning in i'm really kind of excited uh, to talk about this amazing challenge that you have coming up um so for those that are tuning in, if you're like really starting out ground level, you don't have like any type of brand and stuff established, uh, you're actually launching something new, uh, a new 21 day challenge um, that a lot of people, it's actually, I think this is the first that it's ever been uh, talked about uh, to you know the public. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about the, the challenge and what you're going to be kind of walking people through and, and teaching them? Yeah. So the 21 day brand monetization challenge pretty much we're going to talk, teach you and like walk you through hand holding you <laughs> step by step um, through everything we just addressed. That was like a huge issue in influencer brands, um, not having the right target or not knowing your right target audience, um, showing you exactly the steps, the framework you need to take to do research and, and finding out what the right messaging is, which is the next thing. Um, then it's crafting the right offer. Um, so week one is develop, which is, that's what falls under week one. Week two is, um, launch and we help you, um, pretty much, uh, setting everything up that you need to set up, um, to be able to get to at least the bare minimum of systems and processes that you need to be able to go into week three, which is monetize. Obviously that's where you get all the money. (laughs) That's where you start pushing people to your offer, see how many convert. And um, yeah, that's going to be the full three weeks. That's awesome. Yeah. So for those, you know, if you guys are tuning in um, and and you are actually live and, uh, you know, she, she's still getting all that going and together. If you guys are anyone's interested about possibly uh, checking out the challenge and joining, um, comment down challenge below and whenever it's ready to go, um, we'll, we'll definitely get a link over to those people who want to uh, take part in the challenge, help develop a brand, help monetize from it as well. If you're tuning in on um, iTunes or Spotify, and that's something you're interested in as well, um, you can uh, reach out to Laura. Why don't you tell them how to follow you on uh, Instagram? Yeah, guys, follow me at Laura Ego Chiaga on Instagram. L-A-U-R-A-E-G-O-C-H-E-A-G-A. Um, send me a DM. Tell me that you fucking watched this podcast and you got a knowledge boner on and, and tell me your top three boners, brah. 
tell them the top three boners, brah. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah, and 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 finally, what in you know conclusion? What what's one final tip that you'd give somebody? Maybe that they're um, they're really teeter tottering. They're at kind of uh, that six figure mark. So I've noticed a lot of people going from six figure to seven is like a very difficult. And then from seven on, um, it seems to go a lot smoother for most people. So if there's somebody listening right now and they're kind of, they're at that level, um, what's the number one thing that you say to them? Um, you need infrastructure, you need a team, you need, you need support. Um, you need, you need people around you that are, that are going to be able to advise you in the right way. Because in reality, um, if you're in six figures going into seven figures, um, you don't really have clarity. You don't you don't feel like safe you know what i'm saying you need people around you to make you feel safe have clarity and be able to see the end goal or the next goal you know what i'm saying i love that awesome well uh laura thank you so much for uh coming on to the show uh thank you everyone for who is tuning in live make sure you guys are following her on instagram if you guys are interested in uh checking out the 21 day challenge reach out to her on instagram dm her challenge or find me on instagram or if you're in the facebook group reach out to me say challenge we'll get you guys the detail of that as well as uh if you want to be um her next case study if you're somebody who is already at six figures wanting to go to seven or uh yeah, or know somebody who's at seven figures trying to go to eight. Um, her and her team are definitely looking for that next big win, big case study uh, to be able to feature with the viral growth media. So uh, DM for that if you feel like that is you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you, Laura, for showing up. And uh, I will catch you guys on the next episode of the Knowledge Boner Experience. See you guys. Laters.